I'm Liz Fenwick. I have a DIY YouTube channel, Liz Fenwick DIY. As you can imagine, I've had my fair share of DIY fails. Each week, I will break down my DIY failures and the craziest fails that you send in. If you have a story you'd like us to share on a future podcast, email us at stories at lizfamickdiy.com. Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. I'm so glad that you're here and joining us. Now, we're actually gonna be doing a different format today. So I would love to know your opinion, love to know what you guys think about it. You can always send me a DM message on Instagram or email us at stories at listfamickdiy.com. But today what we're gonna do is we're actually gonna start with the stories that you submitted to us. And then at the end, we're gonna be doing a Q&A session. I put out a call on Instagram and I said, hey, like what questions do you have? have for me. So I'm going to be answering your questions. We also pulled some like our most asked questions. We're going to start now with your DIY fail stories because these are honestly my favorite. I love hearing these. Our first story is actually a call in that we have from Charlene. Now you guys can call in at any time and leave us your stories. We would love to play your stories on this episode. If you go to like my most recent videos on YouTube and look in the description box, we will link to how you can call in. We will also link to it on my Instagram on Liz from McDIY or just send us a message and we'd be happy to give you that information. You can also email us a voice member. So maybe you just want to open up your cell phone and record a voice memo and you can message it over to us. If you like this show and want to make your own, let me tell you about Anchor. Anchor is completely free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Now you can even add songs from Spotify directly to your episode. The possibilities are really endless for what you can create. Whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. I upload my podcast to Anchor. It was really easy to figure out and I was able to upload in no time. Anchor will help you distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So let's get to our first call from Charlene. Hi Liz, I'm so excited for you with this new channel. Wishing you all the best, period. My most recent fail was using a tub of um, spackling that turns pink and it turns white when it's done. Well, mine didn't have a pink color, so I said, well, it still must be good because the condition looked good. So I started using it to go around my tear tray I was making, and uh, guess what? It didn't set, it didn't do anything I had to spend probably two hours trying to get it off, cleaning it all up, and using my new pack of spackling. It was a mess. So if it's, you open it up and it's not pink, throw it away. LOL. Okay, that's crazy. I've never heard of spackling like that that doesn't set up. I'm wondering if it was just so old. That is no fun that Charlene had to spend two hours getting it off her tiered tray. I don't know. I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that happening either. She just said that it was old. She didn't know how old it was. Yeah. I wonder if maybe a lot of air got to it or 
something mm-hmm. got to it. That's crazy, though. I know that we constantly are buying new tubs of spackling because, mm-hmm. like, we'll have, like, a big tub of it. And Chris will be like, oh, it's not good anymore. I have to go get a new one. So I honestly think buying, like, the smaller containers, like, at Dollar Tree, they have those little smaller spackling containers. I almost think that's a better option because then it's like, I don't know. I hate wasting all of that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's advice for just anything craft supply you're buying in general like if you're getting glue e6000 or certain types of paint i feel like getting a smaller amount is always better because i feel like we always get too much and then it Mm -hmm. goes bad that's like with mod podge i love buying like the little small mod podge tubes Mm -hmm. at dollar tree because i feel like okay that kind of gets like gummy after a while and it's just that perfect amount even e6000 you know how i started Mm -hmm. buying the little tubes of e6000 as well so, yeah, Charlene, I think that's just good advice for anybody. Just buy, like, the smaller tube. Yeah, this is the one time I would say it's better not to buy in bulk. Yeah, <laughs> with, like, craft supplies. I definitely think – I think you're right. Okay, you guys, this next story is from Christina. She said, I couldn't think of one that was funny or notable, but finally remembered one. That's what happened, you guys. When you, I know listening to these podcast stories kind of like sparks ideas for like things that have happened in your life. So if something sparks for you, we'd love to hear it. So Christina said, I was in college and wanted to make bottle cap necklaces. I saved some bottle caps and removed the rubber seal inside with hot water. It worked great. The water was getting cool and I had a few to go. So I put the bottle caps into the bowl of water and put it all in the microwave. I don't know why it never crossed my mind that I cannot microwave the bottle cap, but it didn't until it sparked. I broke the microwave. Worst part is I did something similar the next year and had three different microwaves in that one apartment in college. Thank goodness I've had a better track record since. I feel like we've all done something like goofy like that, where we've put Mm -hmm. something in the microwave that we just, you know, totally blanked and, you know, threw something in the microwave we shouldn't have. So Liz, when I showed you the story, I know you said you used to make these same necklaces for your girls. Did you ever make the same mistake? I actually didn't make necklaces. So I made, okay, so they used to, I don't remember what year, this was probably like early like 2011 2013 it was really those bottle caps were really in and you could make these little cutout circles and you would put resin over the top of them and then I would hot glue them to hair bows Mm -hmm. because you guys I had when um, my daughter Annabelle was really young I had an Etsy store and when I started I my Etsy store was all like hair bows that I would hand make so I kind of thought about maybe including those but they took forever to make so they really really weren't I mean like cost effective wise they were super cute but they weren't a good item to sell but they were really cute like I put like some little like ballet slippers on one and made like a pink and white bow that was really cute so yeah the bottle caps were definitely in but you never accidentally microwaved no no I did not no no microwaving (laughs) no my well see because I would just buy the like already made ones at Michael's Mm -hmm. like she had like the real deal like bottle caps I like I just like bought like the fake craft one (laughs) so I didn't have to get any pieces off Christina actually sent us in another story she said oh wait I have one more she said I was making a Game of Thrones themed Christmas tree and I wanted to make some dragon glass ornaments I figured I could wire up some shards of black glass and it would look really cool 
I finished off my favorite Prosecco that comes in a dark glass bottle, threw it in a bag, and smashed it on my porch. Well, now I have giant shards of razor-sharp glass. I want to somehow hang and not injure myself or my pets in the process. I proceeded to take it all to the dumpster. What was I thinking? After the wine wore off, I made some really cool dragon egg ornaments from clay, some house banners from canvas, and cool crown topper. It looks great, and the glass shards were probably best left off anyways. (laughs) Okay, so after listening to you say this out loud, I just realized that they were under the influence of alcohol while doing this. Yes, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean... Yeah, that's funny. I feel like this is similar to my ceramic coffee table story mm-hmm. and how I broke all the plates. And those those were sharp little shards of plate. Like you I think you underestimate how sharp those items are going to be. But yeah, hanging that on the Christmas tree, I don't think that was the best. <laughs> what kind of bag do you use to safely break these? Like what I, did you use when you made that coffee table? I feel like I just used a trash bag. Like, there was nothing safe about it. I just, <laughs> I, just, uh, put them, I just put them in a trash bag and started, like, smashing them. I mean, really, that's the excitement. It's just that you get to, like, smash all these. I think, honestly, because, I mean, you think about glass. I wonder how they make glass where it's not. People who, like, blow glass might, must know a way to, like, make the edges not so sharp. I have no idea. I don't know. that. We need someone who is a glass blower. Yeah. To send us a message because we have no idea. <laughs> Christina, I love both of your stories. Totally funny. And thank you so much for sending them in. All right. So our next story is from Athena. She said, I was intrigued by the tiered tray DIY, which is ever so popular on YouTube. You guys know that if you watch YouTube. Um since I do decor for every holiday and or season, the tiered tray looked like it would be so easy and such a good idea. I went to my local Dollar Tree to see what I could get from there first for my supplies. I found a pizza pan, two different size round cake pans, sponge paint brushes, and two glass candlesticks. I went to Walmart next for a mini glue gun with Elmer's glue sticks and apple barrel white paint. Then I went home so excited to do this famous tiered tray DIY. I showed my husband an after picture of what it would look like and explained to him where it will go to complete all of my decor. Then it was time for me to start DIYing. I painted the pizza pan and was seeing so many streaks, but I thought, oh, that's just the wet look. It'll look wonderful once it all dries. The next day, I was now ready to put the dry masterpiece together. I waited for the hot glue gun to warm up, and I started to assemble glue sticks to glass candlesticks. I then placed them on and went to put it on the coffee table when they all fell apart. Since the hot glue took off some of the paint, I had to do some touch-ups on those. Then I looked at my streaked tear tray thinking, why does it look like that? So I put it outside to dry a little longer. When my husband said, where are you putting that thing? I knew it was a fail when he called it a thing. What did I do wrong? Why was it so streaky? You can see every stroke of the paint and the hot glue didn't keep any of it together. I gave up and went ahead and bought a tiered tray from Target. Okay, so 
I love that you were working so hard on this project, Athena, but I can tell you exactly where this tear tray went wrong. And listeners, you guys are probably thinking some of the similar things that I'm thinking right now as well. So you bought all the right supplies, like the the pizza pan, the round cake pans, the glass candlesticks, like golden, great. Um, Where you went wrong was with the glue and the paint. So whenever you're doing like metal and glass, you're going to need a glue that's a little bit stronger than hot glue. Now I will also say with your hot glue choice of the Elmer's glue, I would go something a lot more sturdier. I would go construction adhesive, like Gorilla Glue sticks, but even glue sticks are not, um, don't have a a good enough bond for a project like this. Really for this project, you need to use E6000 glue. That, um, you put the E6000 on and you have to let it dry overnight. That bond is the only bond that I have found that has really held tiered trays together. So the first step would be to change your glue out to E6000. Next, I would say the apple barrel paint. So the apple barrel paint is an acrylic paint and acrylic paints work great for things like canvases and paper and things like that, but they don't work well on metal and glass. And so that's why you were getting that streaky appearance. The best paint for something like metal or glass is chalk paint. So when you're at Walmart, instead of the apple barrel paint, I would have gone to the Waverly chalk paint and picked one of those colors. The chalk paint just has a formula to it where it just sticks on things. So I would have done, I would have changed out the tear tray to the E6000, let that dry overnight, and then I would have painted it with two coats of any color of Waverly chalk paint. So if you do this project in the future, I think that would be where I would change things up. I don't know. Did I miss anything, Delaney? Is that what you were thinking too? I think you're getting everything. My other thing that I was wondering about is the cost of this. Do you Mm -hmm. think this is still cheaper than buying a tray from Target? I know you've made a lot of tiered trays in the past. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it depends. Supplies you need are three pans and two bases. So if you buy those at Dollar Tree, that's $5. Most of us crafters have E6000 on hand and most of us have like some form of chalk paint. So if you already have those supplies, it's going to be cost effective to do it. Um, I guess it depends on how big of a tiered tray you're buying like if you're buying like a big 30 or 40 dollar tray it's definitely a better option to make it yourself if you're buying maybe a five or ten dollar tray from like the target uh bullseye playground well maybe it's going to be cheaper to get that one at target it kind of just depends on you know i think a lot of times we make stuff because we love to diy we love to craft and for me I DIY because I love the unique look of something. Mm -hmm. Like right now I'm super struggling because I have really wanted to redo my kitchen and I've been trying to figure out a different layout, something that would be cool, something that would just stand out. And I'm struggling because I cannot change the layout because the size of my kitchen is the size of my kitchen. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna have to DIY something. I'm gonna have to figure it out because I think as DIYers, we kind of have this vision in our head of what we want something to look like. And so if you have a tiered tray, you want to create, you want to have a specific look, you want it to be white. And let's say you go to Target and all they have are wood or black tiered trays and they're only two trays and you want three, you know, tiers or whatever, you know, DIYing allows you to get those looks that you want. Um, So for me, that's what the fun part of crafting and DIYing is all about. 
I feel like you do talk a lot about the cost-effective part of it, but mm-hmm. you don't talk a lot about that, the uniqueness of it. And yeah. the coolest thing is when you have something in your home and someone asks where you got it and you can say, oh, I made that. Right. And you can like take like whatever vision you have and, and make it your own. And for me, creating something for my home is so much more rewarding than me going and like purchasing home mm-hmm. decor. You know, like I just, I'm so much more proud of like something that I've created myself. Let us know if you try this project again, Athena, or, you know, just keep those in mind for like your future projects that you're doing is just really look at the glue you're using. And if you're following any of mine on my YouTube channel, just um, look at like what glue that we're using. And we always link what we use down in the description box too, to help you guys out. I would say that's one of the biggest things I've noticed is like, if people are using the wrong glue, projects seem to like fall apart. Mm -hmm. That's one of the questions we get a lot. Yeah. Like what glue to use? Our next story is from Cheryl. Cheryl says, hi, Liz. My daughter had twin girls. Okay, that's fun. So for their first Christmas, I bought two beautiful pink butterflies. She said, I literally spent weeks painstakingly decorating them with pearls, sequins, glitter, rhinestone, each strategically placed. Finally, I decided that they were perfectly gorgeous. I was so proud of them. As an afterthought, I decided I should spray them with clear gloss, hoping to prevent any of the embellishments from coming loose or falling off. I grabbed the can of spray paint that was labeled high gloss and proceeded to give it a good coat. To my horror, I had accidentally grabbed the white high gloss spray can. I was in sheer disbelief that in less than 30 seconds, I had managed to ruin weeks of hard work and there was no way to undo it. Needless to say, I cried. That's like just a horrible story. That's heartbreaking. I know. I feel so bad for Cheryl. I feel like we have all experienced this, whether it was crafting or cooking, when you're making something and you're like, oh, I'll just add one more thing. And then you add it and it completely ruins the entire thing i know it's like yeah that's just i'm i'm depressed right now (laughs) it's bringing back so many bad memories times i've messed things up i spent so much time on and then you just like so for me like i'll do that final thing that messes it up and then i just start adding stuff and then it just gets worse like i feel like i just keep (laughs) making it worse adding fuel to the fire basically Yeah. yeah that's yeah that's horrible Okay, so our next story, you guys, is from Morgan. Morgan said, my biggest fail is that I tried to DIY a Christmas gift for a friend. I was really strapped for cash as a student, and I thought the DIY would be easy. My friend loves the Little Mermaid, so I tried to make her a pillow out of those Dollar Tree magic towels, but I made a critical mistake. You guys know those Dollar Tree magic towels that are like this, and then you put them in water and they expand? I think that's what Morgan's using. I had the magic towels and the fabric glue, but no pillow stuffing. I know that everyone usually gets an old pillow and takes the stuffing out, but I didn't have an old pillow. I decided that I could create the same effect with cotton balls, but I grossly underestimated just how many cotton balls would be needed to fill the pillow and did not account for the fact that the cotton balls would make weird bumps in the final product. Ended up making a sad, limp pillow with weird bumps and way too much glue to hold it together, especially since the cotton ball residue stuck to the glue and out of the pillow. Needless to say, I had to buy my friend an additional gift, but she did think the sad pillow was hilarious. 
I mean, sometimes getting those, yeah, I would say, especially if you're buying like cotton balls at Dollar Tree, you would have to buy several packs to fill yeah. up a pillow. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes like those like mess ups and fails, those are what make like a funny story. Like, I'm sure your friend remembers that DIY that you gave to her over the other present that you gave her. Yeah, for sure. I think, well, that would just make it funny. You could give them yeah. the first one and be like, just kidding. <laughs> Here's the yeah. other one. And I do think, I mean, we've probably both crafted gifts for friends. You have to be careful when you're doing them that you're going to make something that they're actually going to enjoy. Because right. when you're gifting it, you yeah. have to be even more careful than if you're crafting it for yourself. I know. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's a video we've been working on right now. Is like our DIY gifts video for mm -hmm. this year. And you really have to think like, okay, is this something that someone's going to want? Someone's going to use. But I do love that she's like, you know, this would be personal, you know, because with mm -hmm. DIY gifts, they can really be personal and you can make it, you know, special. I know some of my favorite gifts over the years have definitely been ones that are like personalized. Like I'm just thinking like one year, this was like right when I first got married, my mother-in-law gave me a recipe book and she added in like her own recipes. She got recipes from like all of the grandmas in our family. She got some from my mom and literally to this day, like that is the book that I continue to add recipes to when I need a specific recipe, I can pull that out. And it's just, it's an amazing gift. Like it's honestly one of my favorite Christmas gifts that I ever got. And it was kind of a DIY style gift. I was going to say, I completely agree. Personalized gifts are the best. The one I'm thinking of that I received was when I graduated from high school and I was going off to college. My little brother thought it would be funny to give me a pillow with his face on it. <laughs> so that way, like, he would scare off anyone coming into my dorm room. And he was like, well, I'll always be with you this way. I was like, Quinn, that's creepy. Yeah. It's a little creepy, but it's that's still... That's hilarious. It's one of my favorite gifts because whenever someone sees it, they just look at it and they think... Why, why do you, why do you have this? <laughs> I, lo I love that you like still have it. That's funny. I think it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, DIY gifts, and especially if you can get like that right DIY gift, like mm -hmm. those are the best mm -hmm, for sure. I hope you guys enjoyed hearing these DIY fails. So we thought for this podcast, instead of me sharing one of my DIY fail stories, that we kind of do like a Q&A. So you guys will have to let us know if you like this. Um, and if you have any questions for us, you know, definitely send those into us through DM. Send us an email. We'd love to answer your question on a future podcast. All right. So the first question we have today is someone wants to know, how is your day? Oh, that's a sweet question. I um, I mean, I would say pretty good. It's pretty early. Uh, Delaney and I get here pretty early to film the podcast, and um, it's it's going good. But um, it's it's a busy day. But yeah, it's going good. I can't complain. It's a Tuesday. I'm loving it. The weather's getting a little bit colder, which I'm excited about. Yeah. See, I don't know if I'm excited about the cold <laughs> because like in the morning, you want to put on like jeans and long sleeves, like mm -hmm. a sweater. But by the end of the day, like when I was picking my kids up from school the other day, it was so hot. I was like, okay, I don't want this sweatshirt on anymore. Like I now I need like shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> That's just Midwest weather. If anyone else lives in the Midwest, they would understand yeah, that it I changes know. like five times a day. Yeah. So, but yeah, the cold is kind of fun. All right. So our next question is one we get a lot and is, do you keep or display all of your DIY projects? Yeah. So this is a question I get a lot. And you guys on my YouTube channel, Lisbon McDIY, I do two videos a week. 
most of the time each video has 10 projects, if not 10, five. So that's around like 15 to 20 DIYs that we do a week. If I was to display 15 to 20 weekly DIYs in my house at all times, like my house would just be overrun crazy. So no, I do not display all the DIYs. Um, I do display some of them because honestly, a lot of the projects I will stage in my home. Like I honestly think my home is like a constant staging. Like there's new decor coming in, old decor coming out. I mean, it's really like a rotation. I never have the same thing. Like if you come to my house one week, Delaney can tell you, she's at my house mm -hmm. all the time. You come to my house one week to the next, like you never know the difference. It's always <laughs> different. And sometimes I'll come to your house and the entire living room is moved around. Yeah. I'll be like, okay, yeah, <laughs> just an average Wednesday. I mean, we really, I mean, there's certain like areas of my house that I just stage. Now our upstairs is a little different. Our upstairs is pretty consistent cause that's kind of where we're at. But I mean like my living room, dining room, kitchen, it's always changing so but like what do I do with decor pieces I give them to friends I give them to family we donate a lot of items um, you know one of my best friends was up here this weekend and I had like these big pumpkins I was like hey do you want those she was like yes so she took some stuff um, yeah I mean it's just there's just no way to display all of it. I mean, people have asked me, do I sell things? Sometimes Chris will sell things on Facebook Marketplace. And we do that a lot of times with like our bigger furniture or if you guys remember the screen door that used to be in my living room, um, he sold that on Facebook Marketplace and the lady who bought it, she was like, I know this screen door from YouTube, you know? So she had like, that's awesome. She had watched me on YouTube. So she was really excited to get the screen door. So with the bigger items, like the furniture pieces, we do sell those. Um, we did have a garage sale last, I think it was last spring. We didn't do one this fall. So I don't know. We may, we may do a garage sale, but I don't know. I like to kind of move items in and out just because there's just, it's a lot of stuff. <laughs> All right. So our next question is, where do you get your inspiration? Hmm. Well, there's a couple of ways that we get inspiration. I think one, you know, because we do decorating as a full-time job, we really are just inundated with like decor, decorations. We're constantly looking on like high-end sites. And my big thing is how do we create the look for less. So I love to find like high-end decor and say, okay, how can we take this piece and recreate it on a budget? I mean, for me, that's the best thing. And especially when, you know, it's, you can't even tell that it's a recreation and we've spent, you know, like a 10th of the cost on it. So that's one of the things we love to do. Another thing that I love to do is I love to go to the thrift store. I love to go to Dollar Tree and just walk the aisle and I will see specific items and I'll be like, how can I take this and recreate this? How can I give this item new life? And that honestly is what sparked my whole entire YouTube channel because that was what I originally loved doing. I loved looking at decor, looking at, you know, simple pieces and figuring out how I could, you know, DIY it into my home. So that's really how honestly I get 
inspo today. And like people have said, like, when are you going to run out of ideas? You know, and I'm like, we we will never run out of ideas because decor like goes in a cycle. You know, it's constantly changing. Trends are changing. Like right now, everybody's into like traditional and wood, you know, like last year, there was a lot of like painting everything white and distressing, you know, and there's going to be something new next year. And we'll just keep updating with the trends. And I just think, you know, there's always going to be there's always going to be home decor to yeah. create. <laughs> There's always going to be something new. Trends always come back. They yeah. go out of style. I don't think we'll ever run out of ideas. No, no. I know. That's one of the funny questions. I, I think I always think that's funny. Is like People are like, what are you going to run out of ideas? And then somebody on a YouTube video the other day left me this comment, and it made me crack up. Somebody said, Liz, I'm pretty sure you're about out of sticks in your backyard. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> Because literally in so many videos, I'm like, well, I just got these sticks in my backyard. I was so like, I got some big trees. Whenever I'm outside now, if I see a good stick, I'm like, should I pick this up for Liz? Yeah. (laughs) She's going to want this. I know. Like my best stick that I have, we got when we were on a camping trip at a river. That's the one that we did that big macrame piece Mm -hmm. with. It is the best stick. Like if you can find a good one. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely need to. Yeah. Okay. We'll stop with all that. But (laughs) I will. We might cut all that. (laughs) I kind of like it. I think it's fun. Yeah. We'll see if. If you guys like this more casual. Uh Okay. So our next question is, how do you keep your closet organized? This question, well, to be honest, I would say my closet's not super organized right now. Like, honestly, I'm at a point where I do need to update my closet. So I told Delaney, I was like, hey, let's do like some closet hacks and maybe do like a reorganization of my closet because it's not looking great right now. It's at a point where I need to purge and I need to actually have a system where I can actually purge my clothes as I'm getting, you know, as I decide that I don't like them. But let's face it, like we all have these closets with clothes in them that we don't wear, especially now that I feel like my lifestyle has changed a lot. You know, I don't need as many like clothes for dressing up, things like that. So yeah, my closet needs a purge. I need more organization systems, but I think in, didn't we plan November that we were going to do that video? Yes, we're going to be doing that soon. Yeah. So stay tuned on the YouTube channel. Hopefully we will um, give you some tips for getting organized so this question i feel like this is something we don't really talk about i know it's do you decorate for halloween no i don't um and i get asked that people say liz will you do a halloween decorating video and i'm not saying that i'm never going to do one but i typically prefer just to decorate for fall now maybe that's gonna change but i don't decorate my house for Um, Halloween. Because to be honest with you guys, and you're going to probably like this is a little behind the scenes for you. Um, I put up my Christmas tree in about the middle of October. And the reason I do that is because my Christmas tree decorating video comes out on November 1st. So really, I mean, and my kids hate it. They hate that my Christmas tree is out before Halloween. They're like, mom, what are you doing? But the way we work, you know, we have an editor on our team and we just need about two weeks to get videos out. And so 
we have to. Like, mm -hmm. I have to put it up early, and it is. I mean, the rest of my house may have fall stuff in it, but the Christmas tree is going to be out in the living room. So, yeah, I just, I don't ever really decorate for Halloween. So that's a little behind the scenes for you of, like, what actual life is for a YouTuber. A YouTuber really has their... Um, has their Christmas tree up in their living room if they're yeah. <laughs> before Halloween. <laughs> Ever since I started working for Liz, I feel like now that we're kind of getting into the fall season, I'll have people make comments like, oh, it's too early for Christmas. And I'll be like, you do not know what we do yeah. over at Liz with DIY. <laughs> we already have all of the Christmas stuff out. I know it's not even Halloween yet. And you guys are just now going to the pumpkin patch. Yeah. We're already on Christmas. We're, so we're, We've already celebrated Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, we do, yeah, the seasons. And, and the reason that we do that on YouTube is so that you guys can watch those videos, get inspiration, have time to pick those items up at Dollar Tree or wherever we're showing them to you. Like a lot of times, like we're gonna be doing like the best Christmas items from Five Below, Dollar General, things like that, so that you guys are able to go pick those items up and have them in time. But yeah, it's kind of crazy how soon how soon we start things, mm -hmm. but yeah, I've, I've, I'm kind of used to it now. I mean, my, my kids still give me grief about it though. <laughs> All right, so do you have any dream jobs or career aspirations other than what you're doing now? Um, well, I will say this is definitely my dream job. I mean, being able to craft, DIY, decorate my home, and get paid to do it, total dream job. I will say that doing this job, I get a lot of opportunities that I never even would have like thought were things that I wanted to do, considered as... You know, things like, I mean, I didn't think I'd be doing a podcast. I didn't think I would be, you know, going live on Amazon. I didn't think I would be working with some of the brands that I'm working with. So there's a lot of um, projects that come up. I would say if I had to pick like one thing that I would love to happen with, you know, Lisbon McDIY is I would love to have a product line. I've always wanted to have my own products in store, um, my own craft supplies, you know, so I'll just put that out in the universe that that's something I've always wanted to do. Um, so, you know, maybe that'll happen for me down the road. Uh, but I, I absolutely 100% love this job. And this is definitely my dream job. It took me, you know, a while to get here. I definitely struggled through, you know, different careers, having, you know, various businesses. You guys know that I ca taught kindergarten for seven years. I had my own Etsy shop. I had a photography business. I had a store on Amazon. You know, I definitely have been through different stages of my life until I finally went to YouTube. And honestly, entering into YouTube for me was just a confidence thing. It just took me a while to have enough confidence to feel like, you know what, like you can be on camera. You know, you're confident enough. You you can do this, you know? And once I was able to do that, um, you know, it just, it clicked. So, um, yeah, this is, this is definitely my dream job. <laughs> so this next question, I don't think we've ever been asked before, and it is which dollar store is best general or tree? Oh, um, okay. Um, well, simple answer, dollar tree, because, Dollar Tree has items for one dollar. 
They have a, gr- a ton of great crafting stuff, but it's really the dollar price point. Dollar General, they have some cute decor, um, but you're going to spend more. It's still a great deal, but you're going to spend like two, three, five dollars um, I definitely didn't go to both of them, but I probably go to Dollar General maybe three or four times a year versus going to Dollar Tree often for craft items. So definitely Dollar Tree is great. Dollar Tree has great organization, but I will say Dollar General, especially the one, we just got a new Dollar General in our area and they're really starting to up like their home decor items. I mean, we got some great stuff this fall. If you guys haven't seen that video out on my channel, there's just like a big thumbnail with Dollar General behind it. Like you'll, you'll see it if you go to my YouTube channel. They had some awesome decor. So I really can't wait to see what they have out for Christmas. We do have that on our calendar. We're gonna be doing a Christmas video at Dollar General. So, um, but yeah, if I had to pick Dollar Tree all the way. Okay. So this question I love. You love this next question. Okay. Do you have certain days that you DIY or do you DIY all of the time? I just like that. This is like a behind the scenes question. I don't think people ever think about this. Yes. I mean, you guys would kind of be surprised at how, um, planned out our day is. And I will say, um, you know, Delaney started working with me last February. And before I could be a little bit more free with my days because it was just simply like me and my day. And with Delaney working with me, I really had to be very strategic about what I did. Then I would say the other thing that caused me to really have specific days when I do stuff is when I started adding a lot of different elements, like doing a podcast, doing live streams, like I'm doing more than just my YouTube videos. So that caused me to have to really be structured, be very planned out. So here's kind of how we work things. So um, Monday is DIY like all day, every day. Like uh, that is the day where I am like focused on DIYing. So yes, that is my specific day. So the the week before, we're, it's really important that we kind of plan things out and you know, know that like the DIYs are going to happen on Monday. Tuesdays and Thursdays are my filming days. So that's when I do podcasts. That's when I do live streams. That's when I do intros to videos. Um, And really that's the day that I like do hair and makeup because honestly, that's like one of my biggest things. Like I I hate doing hair and makeup every single day. Um, Wednesday, I like that to be a computer day. So Wednesday is when we get a lot of our meetings done. Me and Delaney meet. We talk about thumbnails, you know, anything we need to really work Mm -hmm. out, talk about. So, and if I have to take a meeting, I'll do it on Wednesday. Friday, I try to keep that kind of open. So if there's like shopping I need to do or something like that for a video, I like to plan that for Friday. Now, like today is a filming day in the morning and I have to DIY in the afternoon, Tuesday. So like today is Tuesday and it's a filming day for the podcast in the morning. And I'm going to DIY this afternoon because we don't have any live stream today. So a lot of times I will DIY and that will go over into another day. But I would say I probably DIY a couple of days a week. And a lot of my days are just like this on camera filming. Let's see. Did I miss anything about when we, I think that was everything. Yeah. Yeah. But I think whenever you start to work with a team, you have to be a lot more structured as to like what you're going to do on specific days. And I know for me, it helps to keep me in check as well, because I know like, hey, you have to get these certain things done on these certain days, whereas before it would just be on any random day. And now I like it that I kind of have more structure to my week. Mm hmm. 
like it, it, it's helpful all right so this next question is another one we get a lot and i think it's hard for you to answer okay and it is what is your favorite diy you have ever done that is hard because i really feel like it changes I do really feel like it changes. Um, I really like how I updated my primary bedroom when I did that. One of the projects I did was like I redid these lamps in there and they were thrift store lamps. I bought them for $8 and in my opinion, they look super high end. Like I love the way they turned out. So honestly, I would say some of my favorite projects are ones that I thrifted and redid like I it always tends to be the thrifted ones that I've updated but I really like those lamps I know that's kind of super boring I'm trying to think if there's a piece you know I also really like that macrame wall hanging that I did with that um like stick that I got from <laughs> that stick that stick. I got from the river <laughs> yeah and we used that like cool I don't even remember what that stuff was called it was wool yeah that like cool wool from Amazon like I just think that wall hanging looked like something you would buy from Pottery Barn West Elm like it, it looks mm -hmm. super high end that one does for sure and so for me it's like if I if I do a project and I feel like I nailed it then I'm like I'm I'm super happy and I will say that wall art that you're talking about the macrame is from Liz's video that is five I believe it's called five high-end large wall art it's I something think so. like that yeah. i would have to look up the exact title if they're wanting to know what that actually looks like yeah that was um yeah that video came out about a month ago or a month month or two ago and it yeah it has a lot of wall art ideas in it so yeah that would i don't know i mean honestly it's constantly changing so i do have a really hard time coming up with my favorite diy mm -hmm. <laughs> all right so our last question we're gonna go back to just some classic diy tip questions yeah. and it is can i use chalk paint on my kitchen and bathroom cabinets um yes but i don't know if that's what i would do mm -hmm. um you can use chalk paint for uh, your cabinets but i feel like at sherwin williams home depot they have better paints available that are specifically for countertops and or for i'm sorry for cabinets that's going to do a better you know job sticking i think you're honestly um better off to sand your cabinets down use a gripper primer i love the it's called ppg i think is the brand of it and it, it's called gripper primer that's one of my favorites. I love using that. And then to add your wall color paint on top of that, if you can get a specific paint that they recommend at like Sherwin-Williams or Home Depot for cabinets, I think that that is best. Now, if you, let's say you have like a piece of furniture, a cabinet or something you're doing and you want to chalk paint that. Yes, that's fine. Like, I don't see a problem with that. I've chalk painted many pieces of furniture. I mean, honestly, I really enjoy like the milk paint by General Finishes probably better for cabinets or furniture pieces than I like um, chalk paint. And I've done several pieces of chalk paint. Um, but if I was doing my kitchen cabinets, if I was doing my bathroom cabinets, I would sand them down. I would use gripper primer on them and then I would use a specially formulated cabinet paint because you want these to last like you want this to not ship you want it to last for a while um, so that's what I would do with those that was our last question 
Okay, cool. Let us know what you think of the Q&A. I don't know if we'll do this every week, but maybe, you know, throw it in every once in a while. I want to thank Delaney, my content manager, and we'll talk to you guys in our next episode. Bye. If you have a story you'd like us to share on a future podcast, email us at stories at 